We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Kevin Knox with the rebound. Last time the Knicks were four games over 500. It was back in December of 2016 as the Knicks receive a standing ovation from the crowd here at Madison Square Garden. A stirring comeback. And the Knicks win their sixth straight. Kenny, I'm impressed. All the celebrities are still here. Nobody left early. Straight hands still hanging around. All the guys. Zion getting together with Daniel Jones, former Duke quarterback. There's Tracy Morgan with a handshake for Zion Williamson. His first NBA game at the Garden. But yeah. the Knicks come away with the victory. Woo, baby. <laughs> ah, I get the old light on. <sighs> this team. This team, this team, this team, this team. Oh, they do it to us. Uh, they do it to us over and over and over again. You know, down six, I think it was uh, – they're down six under – felt like it was um, under um, two minutes left, right? Or maybe it was even under a minute and a half left. Um, yeah, too early for inebriated Mac. I had one beer, just one beer. Um there, I just, I was like, they're not winning this game. They're not going to win this game. So, like, I don't know what's what's happening, but they're not winning this game. Um, I was thinking about, oh, how am I going to get on here and talk about this? Because things are still positive. They've won five in a row. And it was really only a couple minutes at the beginning of the third quarter where they let up their guard and this and that. And I'm like going through this in my head, in my head, in my head, because I was convinced. I was absolutely convinced. I was 100% convinced that they were not going to win that game. I didn't think there was a chance in hell towards the end, in the last couple minutes. Um, <laughs> don't talk, make noise. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, it's the longest winning streak in the NBA now. Um, after today, they might have the best net rating in the league after the last 11 games. Um, last 10 games, 11 games, whatever it is. Oh, 
Hawks, man, just this team is fun. This team is fun. I know, you know, there's going to be some thinking that this team <laughs> blood of, blood of blood of a panda. Stop talking, make noise six in a row. I don't even know what noise I'm supposed to make. You know, this I'm I'm a little low on energy. I'm a little low on energy because I'm still sleep deprived from from Friday night, believe it or not. Because of course I had to stay up late yesterday watching basketball. So I'm like, um, and I'm trying to conserve because we got a podcast coming up with the great Jeremy Cohen and uh, of course Andrew Claudio. But forget about they don't win this game last year. I don't know if they win this game last week, honestly. I, I I just the growth that this team has displayed and the fact that they are suddenly playing like a team that believes it belongs and believes it's supposed to be here. Yes, Colin, it is all the KFS hoodie. It's the KFS hoodie in Andrew's in Andrew's home um, since he hung it up there. So all credit to Andrew, all credit to Andrew Claudio. He's the responsibility for this winning streak. Forget Julius Randle, Derek Rose, all those guys. Um, Carlos Medina. Who would have thought that at any point this season that the Knicks, the New York fucking Knicks, would be the hottest team in basketball? Mm. Not me. Not me. Um, Hannibal Miles, the clutch gene is contagious now. Is this the Lonzo we're really considering? Look, man, um, not a great moment. Not a great moment for the kid that uh, is going to be seeking uh, $20 million a year this summer. Um, I, you know, whatever, let's just be happy, right? Be happy that nobody made that mistake on our team. Um, that's all I care about right now. JM Prego, talk to us nice. Better believe this team knows how to grind. The magic continues to be in the work. Ah, the magic is in the work. That's that needs to be on a hoodie. Um, more motherfucking magic than, <laughs> than Orlando. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, Let's get into some specifics of this game. We got we got Tibbs again. We got Tibbs again. We'll see if maybe we get a question in uh, for Tibbs today. Feeling feeling lucky, feeling good, right? Feeling feeling solid. Um, who do we start with? Um, actually, a couple more super chat comments, real quick. Casey Gray, I'm West Coast, and I woke up with three minutes left in regulation. What a chaotic start to my day. Well, at least you're awake. Anthony Sixto, build a statue of Noel's hand to commemorate this season. I think – oh, wait, we got one more. Stars, a.k.a. Brooklyn, shows number one. Put respect on my team. Birdman voice. I love it. Uh, and Stevens Guillaume, great W. Refs really tried to play us. I'm not going to I'm not gonna talk about the refs too much. I'll, I'll save my thoughts on the refs because are the refs good – were the refs good tonight? No. Have the refs been good any night? No. The refs have been horrible all season. Most of the times we haven't benefited. Did we benefit from it tonight? No, we did not benefit from it tonight. Um, did it? Was it so egregious that it almost cost us the game? Maybe. Um, but if they had lost this game, which thank God they did not, um, if they had lost this game, we would have pointed back to the first three minutes or four minutes or five minutes, whatever it was, of the third quarter when they came out and they let up their guard or they let down their guard, whatever the proper phrasing is. Um, and, you know, I thought that was a reminder that, hey, guys, you are not – you do not get to play with the luxury of one of the best teams in the league. You are still an undermanned team. You're still the squad that was picked to finish 21 and a half wins before the season. You got to play as hard as possible every minute of the game. 
And I thought they did that starting from, you know, whatever it was, four or five minutes into the third quarter moving forward. And then from there on in, it was a back and forth game against a team that was fighting for their playoff, play in whatever lives. Um, I have to start. I, I have to start with Derrick Rose. I know Julius Randle had 33 points and, and 10 assists. Um, he's an all NBA player. I'm, I'm really starting to give this a lot of thought. I'm starting to feel like, Hey, this notion that um, like Paul George is just going to get voted in ahead of Randall and Zion because of his efficiency numbers is just going to get voted in ahead of Randall. That shit all has to go out the window. Julius Randall's an all NBA caliber player. Will he actually get voted in? We'll see. He's every bit as deserving as every, and honestly with the injuries to LeBron and, and, um, and, um, yeah, with the injury to LeBron and even, even, you know, Giannis has missed a lot of games. Like I, I'm in for any conversation. You want to talk to me about all NBA second team? I'll, I'll at least hear that, but we're not going to start with Julius Randle, even though I kind of just did, we're going to start with Derek Rose because Derek Rose is not supposed to be doing this at this stage of his career. And for him to come in and play 35 minutes, not his high of this season, but close, his high was 37 minutes. For him to come in and play 35 minutes and score 23 points on 17 shots, five assists, and just absolutely be that steady hand that they needed down the stretch. And and Tibbs, you know, he got nervous. He put in he put in Peyton at first at the end there. Um, and he's like, oh, this ain't going so well. Uh, pulled Peyton, you know, I mean, whatever. It's not Peyton's moment. He shouldn't be in the game in that, in that situation. And Rose guided them through it. And that is why they made that trade. That is absolutely why they made that trade. It was not just to get Tibbs a guy that he likes and all of that shit. You have to have veterans like that off your bench. You could come into a game like this when things aren't going well with your other players. Game ball goes to Derrick Rose. Obviously, Julius Randle deserves all the credit in the world. Um, amazing game. 47, 47 minutes for Julius Randle. Last thought on Randle before I move on, and I'll, I'm going to um, talk, finish the recap and then going back into the Super Chat. Um, I am tired. And, and, and Windhorse just did a whole podcast about this, you know, at the end of the week talking about guys missing games and this and that, and whether or not that should factor into their all NBA chances or MVP chances, specifically MVP chances. If a guy is going to play so many, so many minutes for a team that desperately needs every one of those minutes, how do you not factor that into the conversation of whether he is deserving of a postseason award or not? I don't know how you do it. You have to factor it in. You absolutely have to. And then, so Game ball to Rose. Randall is a close second. And then obviously we got to talk about Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock picking up his fifth foul when he did. I was incredibly nervous because like he did the last time, incredible defense on Brandon Ingram. He's just been so reliable. He's not automatic. He's not one of the league's elite, elite three-point shooters. He airballed that that one shot in the fourth. I'm not sure why he took that. Um, but Reggie Bullock's a solid NBA rotation player for a good team. And for him to hit that shot, I mean, is it the single biggest shot of the season for the Knicks? I don't know. You could argue that it is. Um, keeps the momentum going. Who knows where things go from here? Um, and Derrick Rose. I mean, we're going we're gonna to kill Lonzo for, um, for coming in off the corner. 
You also got to praise Rose because a lot of guys in that situation don't know the time and and, and this game situation that they're in. And they're like, oh, I got a layup right here. Well, let me get the layup. We'll figure out the rest later. You know, and, and Tibbs drew up the play call that way, I'm sure. So um, all absolutely all credit to to all of those guys. Um, just a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic win. And the fact that they did not falter down the stretch, that they remain calm, all of the things. And we'll talk about some other guys, too, in a bit. But I want to get back to the Super Chat. Noel has no regard for his body on them blocks, LOL. Noel, I said last time, um, or with the Noel with the block on um, Finney Smith, the last game, I said I thought that was the play of the year. I said I thought that was the play of the year, and this one was up there, too. It was. It's in the top five. These blocks, and Tib said it after that game, are such momentum shifters. And, and, and absolutely, the entire team galvanizes when a guy like Noel will put his body on the line and make a play like that. And the fact that he's not hurt, uh, I'm not going to spoil our pod topic for tomorrow. We're going to talk about how indispensable he is. I, I think he's absolutely one of their more indispensable players. Um, so shout out to Nerlens Noel. Um, Zach Pokemoy. Porkinoy, um, Celtics and Hawks should be very afraid. I think more than the Celtics and Hawks should be very afraid. Um, AF Kennedy, they won't let uh, go of the rope. Such a different team. Let's go Knicks. Watch the pod after every game all the way from Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone. Wow. Uh, shout out to you for, for tuning in. I love it. Um, Dominic Ambrosia, I can't imagine this team with an actual starting point guard. Uh, I can. They would be one of the best teams in the league. You know, um, that's what uh, Macri, Macri. What what the fuck is this team with an actual starting point guard? I hear you, man. I absolutely hear you. Um, Flausta, Alez Le Nix, Ale Le Nix, Randall equals MIP. Um, someone translate that from French because I don't have my dictionary in front of me. CT Pittman, my main man, got something coming your way. Only this team could have New York fans so hyped. Not the bots in Brooklyn. A lot of bots. The bot army. Um, with them taking personal days off. Uh, uh, Durant got hurt again, by the way. He's out for this game. Uh, They're playing right now, for anybody who doesn't know. Tim Kim was about to burst into tears when Tibbs ran the infamous Rose Payton backcourt. Randall better be getting player of the month for April. He deserves it, 100%. Good call. Very good call, Um, because they've been getting snubbed snubbed on all these monthly bullshit awards. Um, Delsky. Whether we get swept off our boots in the first round or finish right at 500, this is without a doubt a successful season, unquestionably. All I wanted to see this year was um, building culture and identity. We officially have that. The culture's here. The culture's here. The culture doesn't go away now. They may struggle down the stretch. They may get their ass kicked in the first round of the playoffs. The culture is here. They've built the culture. Now it's about building from the culture. That's the next step. Um, stars, AKA Brooklyn. I need some merch ASAP. You speak straight facts. Yes. Get all the merch. The link is in the description. Barry Craver. Why don't we front load extension contracts? Noel Burks using our cap space while Julius is signed next year. Macri get some sleep, please. I know I need it. Um, I'm going to take a couple more and then return on Tibbs uh, post game. Uh, hopefully it didn't start yet. Um, here's the thing about front loading. You could only decrease, uh, starting salary by up to 8%. So it's not like you could pay Alec Burks, you know, $15 million next year and then take it down to like $10 million. You can only take it down a certain amount. Um, That said, I agree. Any extensions they sign with these guys should be descending contracts just because those are generally good contracts in the league to have. 
Um, Frank Arona Jr. giving Lonzo Ball 20 plus million for four years. Nah, rather keep Burks and Bullock and spend the money elsewhere. Look, I've been consistent with this that if the price is not right for Lonzo Ball, I'm out. I think there's a number for him that's fair, and I don't want them to exceed it because it's not like they need Lonzo Ball. Um, Stevens Guillaume, last one before I get uh, Tibbs up here. Julius for all NBA second, third team. Noel and RJ and Bullock for all defense team. Rose for six man. Um, you know, I, I've actually – it's funny you bring that up because I was kind of thinking about does Reggie Bullock have like the sneakiest – of sneaky all NBA all uh, defense cases, I don't think he does. But it also wouldn't absolutely shock me if he got a vote. Um, what is Andrew telling me? Link to the merch store below John's face. Yes, that is where it is. Um, thank you, Andrew. Um, okay, I'm scrolling up because I can't look at Andrew's texts. Uh, well, I am waiting for tips to come. Don Cappuccini, we still want Lonzo, right? LOL. I mean, it's again, it's all about the price. If you're telling me we could get Lonzo for four years and 60, $64 million, I am willing to pay Lonzo Ball four years and $64 million. I will think about paying him four years and, and $72 million just because he had a bad game today. It doesn't diminish his overall value. It doesn't mean he can't help this team immensely. Um, he's still young. He's shown improvement year after year. Um, I, I like what he would be able to bring, but again, it is about signing him to a contract that you can trade if you need. And that is still a desirable contract, um, for, for other teams who might need, who might want to trade you a superstar at some point. Um, and in terms of the discussion about, um, do you trade a first round pick, a sign and trade first round pick to get him here? That's where I didn't want them to do it at the deadline. And I, I don't want them to do it now. Um, I don't think that is a necessary thing because guess what? All this shit goes together, right? If you build the culture and you have an organization that looks like it's on the way, you don't need to make desperation moves. And you do not need to be trading future first-round picks or current first-round picks for players who are not going to appreciably move the needle for you because you need to save those for players that will move the needle for you. And I like Lonzo Ball. I like him a lot. He does not move the needle for this team in an appreciable way in changing whether or not they are a also-ran or a contender. That is the player you save the first-round picks for, and that is the, the player you splurge on, even if, if it's a little bit more than you'd like to. Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant. Uh, Greg Film Stuff. New York has some guys to extend in Rose, Burks, uh, Bullock, Noel. Yes, 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 and yes. Um, team one without RJ, which was impressive. Rose is such a comic force at the one when he's playing. You just feel like everything's going to be fine. Yeah, um, I thought he like wonderful two-man game on the fly between him and, and uh, Julius Randle. And credit to them because they have not played a ton of minutes together um, this season. And I thought them playing off each other, was it was pretty well. They did it pretty well. So, um, yeah, you, you know, great job. Um, got some more comments. Kevin McEwen, my main man, Kevin McEwen. The Knicks get into the playoffs. Oh, wait, where does comment go? Hold on, I'm finding it. Um, they become a team no one wants to play because of that defense. Look, again, am I going to come on here and be like the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be nervous, play, like winning a series against the Knicks? No. Are, the, are a healthy Brooklyn Nets team, which we may see in 2028, uh, maybe after the cockroaches take over um, at this rate, um, it, theoretically, would a, would a theoretically healthy Nets team, fully healthy Nets team, think that they're not going to advance against the Knicks? No. Um, the Bucks, eh, maybe. But the fact that we're a team that even if a, another organization, a contending organization, 
looks at and be like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll take it because we'll probably advance, but that they don't want to have any part of dealing with for five, six, seven, whatever it's going to be games. That's culture. That's culture. We wax poetic about this bullshit and that bullshit where we talk about culture. Culture is having an organization that sports a team that other teams don't want to play because you're going to wind up with black and blue and, and, and pulling your hair out and having to game plan until four in the morning because the psych, the sociopath on our sideline is up until six in the morning and sleeping on his fucking couch in the office. That's Tom Thibodeau. That's culture. So, yes, in short. Good, good comment, Kevin. Uh, Jean-Baptiste Perron, uh, voulez vous coucher avec, avec moi, c'est sore Julius. Six in a row and Le Petit Prince on the court. I got that. Um, yes, I thought Le Petit Prince. Let's talk about Frank for a second. Uh, I thought Frank played some valuable minutes. I love that Tibbs trusted him. I thought the second foul on Ingram was bullshit. I think the replay confirmed that. I don't know how they how they called that a foul. Um, but these are valuable minutes for Frank. I mean, I know he hasn't gotten the minutes that a lot of us would have liked him to get this year, but these are still valuable minutes. He's still a valuable contributor. And if he wants to be back, I bet you they pay him a few bucks to come back. We'll see. I you know I don't want to get ahead of myself. Robert Cross, is it fair to say that Julius Randall's oh my goodness ceiling is in the rafters of MSG? The man is only going to get better. Give him the chicken cutlets to the Supermax. All of the chicken cutlets. Um, he's, you know, I, I mean, let's 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 ex- let's extend him first. Let's get him here for forget. You know, next season would be his third. Let's get him here for his fourth, his fifth, his sixth, his seventh season. You know, Carmelo Anthony was here for a lot of years. He's probably going to have his n- number retired. Um, Julius needs to do some work, but like, can we start? You know, thinking about that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's start thinking about it. Fuck it. Why not? Um, we're having fun, right? Six in a row. Everything's on the table. It's six in a row. Um, okay, we're, we're we're keeping going. Tibbs must be uh, Tibbs must be taking his, his sweet. To- Good for Tibbs. Let let him. Maybe they're showering him with champagne. Who knows? Stars, aka Brooklyn, keep Frank or eat uncooked chicken cutlet. I mean, again, it all comes down to the number. Here's the one thing. And Harry Donor, thank you so much, Harry. You owe you like as you're as reliable as Reggie Bullock. Best compliment I could give. Um, ooh, comment from uh, Steph. Uh, excuse me, tweet from Steph Bondi. Comment from Stan Van Gundy after the game today with 7.8 seconds left. Um, high school guys would have done what they're supposed to do. Whoa. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. 
Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. It's not what you want, as the kids, as the kids say. Stan Van, Stan, Stan Van Gundy might be signing his uh, release release warrant. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how much longer Stan Stan the man is lasting in uh, in in New Orleans. Uh, I'm not saying he's wrong. He's he's right. High school kids would have done what they were supposed to do, but um, to throw your team under the bus like that because you're frustrated after the season hasn't gone your ways, you know, you're the coach, man. Greg, film stuff. I'm coming around to wanting Brunson over Ball long term. Ball would be ideal, but Brunson is better offensively. Also, Brunson's a two-time NCAA champion. Give me all the Brunson stock. Give me give me Brunson over Ball any day. Absolutely. And and I'm and I'm sorry. I, I'm ugh, I really didn't want to go on a bunch of rants here, but like Brunson does things that Lonzo Ball has never done and is probably never going to do. Brunson gets to the rim. Brunson is a way more efficient scorer than Lonzo Ball. He's probably always going to be a way more efficient scorer than Lonzo Ball. He's just like Lonzo Ball is, uh, is death in transition, death for the other team. But guess what happens during the playoffs? That transition shit goes away. So, like, even if you're paying for the transition help um, during the regular season and you get some of that during the regular season, like, that's that's not necessarily a lasting formula. And as we saw today and as we've seen all season, I'm not – again, this is no great revelation by me. Just go listen to anybody who talks about the Pelicans or covers Pelicans basketball. Lonzo Ball is not a point guard in the strictest of senses. He is a ball handler who connects guys on the court and makes guys better. He is not your answer as a as a as an engine. So Brunson is not an answer as an engine either because he doesn't have that type of vision. He's a little on the smaller side. He's not supposed to be a starting point guard. But like, can Brunson man the reins for a year or two? Well, you you know to get you to where, whenever you trade, hopefully for the guy or you sign the better guy. Like yeah, um, but again, they need to trade for Brunson because Dallas has him under a cheap contract next year. So um, Tibbs is here. Um, actually, oh, he kind of smiled. Zolo J, I'm getting to you in a sec. Question: Raise your hand, and I'll bring you into the room. Not over yet. People looked at him closely. You can see he played with, other than the times that he was not healthy. He's played very well throughout his career, but no moments too big for him. He has a lot of poise under pressure. The play that he made to uh, pull people in to set up Reggie for that. We, we had a number of people step up. Nolan's block, you know, Reggie shot. Uh, Julius threw out, you know, scoring timely baskets. Kevin Knox going in. Doing a good job, Frank. Doing a good job, quick stepping up late, and that's what you need. All the shoutouts. Uh, you know, we didn't play great in the second half, but we found a way to win the game. Steph Bondi. Uh, Tom, on um, uh, Reggie's three pointer to send the game into OT. I mean, did you think they were? How did you play that? I and mean, were you shocked that um, Reggie was that wide open? He's not going to no, say I that. Think- 
you know, in, in game, uh, plays like that at the end of the game, you never know how it'll unfold. And Derek's great at putting pressure on the rim like that. Uh, and he made he made a great rim read. And so rim reads, baby. Um, that's a Andrew. Write that one down. Great play, winning play. Uh, and that's what I like about the way Derek can work the game. Some kind of merch with uh, rim read. You know, recognize what's going on and what's needed, and you know, create situations like that. Hey, Tom. Uh, hey, Mark. Like would uh, pull it out, but I mean, what do you think overall of the Zion versus Julius heavyweight battle there? <laughs> like two bulls going at it. It's like uh, it, the physicality of it, the skill level of it, and uh, you know, I'm glad we got the guy that we have. And uh, Julius is our agent. Made big play after big play, uh, commands a lot of attention, makes everyone better. But the two fierce competitors it was a great game, uh, back and forth. The, it was a very physical game, they have great size in the paint. Um, so I think with both teams, it's hard to be very difficult to guard those guys individually. So you have to commit the second defender, uh, and that creates easy offense. Still not smiling, you know, that team is. A very uh, well coached team, uh, you know, getting uh, lots of maybe I can make him a smile again. Different Ingram's a, 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 a tough cover, they have a lot of good pieces. Uh, the only thing that's really slowed them down is uh, their health, but it's, uh, it was a good solid win for us, Mike McCarroll. Tom, you obviously coached Eric when he was at his absolute zenith. Winning an MVP award uh, in his early twenties, what kind of what kind of a different player is he now? All these years later, all the training the tires, all the injuries, but what kind of how would you compare him now to what he was when he was young? Well, I think he hit it early on with like most young players with his uh, his talent, and he didn't have the experience that he has now. So he's got the mental part. Uh, down now, so combine the mental with uh, with the talent, and you're getting a, a different type of player. He doesn't have maybe the same type of what is, athleticism, but he does have the same quickness. What is Derrick Rose's market value? Has he earned the full mid level? I know I've I know I've tossed that around for Alec Burks. I think that are they going to have to give him the full mid level? I don't know. Something to think about. Start to his career, derailed some by the injuries to go through three consecutive years. He's worth it to them. Get through that one, one year is very difficult to get through. Maybe they don't need but to get through three and then to come out on the other side. And I think he'll have a great finish to his career as well. Thank you, coach. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's finish up here. I'm going to get to um, all of the other comments in the super chat, which Andrew has been dutifully keeping track of them for me. Because Andrew's the absolute best. Um, I thought, you know, give give Tibbs credit for for this. Like he jokes about only being happy when he's miserable. And oh wait, hold on. Oh, we got a two for one, Derek and Reggie. Reggie, I'll start with you since I already spoke to Derek on the walk off there, but. What can you say about his playmaking ability, the way that he was able to find you for that corner three? And at that point, it looked like that shot was so automatic for you. 
Um, I mean, he's great in the pick and roll. Um, you know, he draws a lot of attention um, for him in the pick and roll. So players like myself, uh, the other shooters on my team, we just got to stay spaced. And he always going to make the right read. Um, he's an aggressive scorer also, too. So you got to play him for the pass and for the scoring ability that he has. So, I mean, he kicked it out. He trusted in me to be able to knock the shot down. And that's what I did. And uh, I thank him and my teammates, you know, for continuing to tell me to shoot all night. Steph Bondi. Hey, hey, Derek, were you, uh, two, two questions, actually, and two different kind of questions. But the first one is, were you surprised that Lonzo kind of cheated in? Um, one ready open. And then the second part is, how much different are you, um, are you as a player in your mentality than the last time you were with the Knicks? Oh, um, yeah, for the first question, I did see Lonzo cheat in a little bit, which gave me, like, the, the passing angle to actually get it to um, Red to get off a good shot. And uh, for the second one, I just, I mean, with this team, I don't have to do much. Like, when I was at Chicago, I always had the pressure of having to score 25, 30 points every night, plus to even have a chance. But here, I can kind of, like, see what the game needs um, and just try to adjust in a way if I see – somebody with their head down or on whatever it is. I'm way more vocal now. And we're just trying to be a leader or just being a newcomer to the team. Like, it's great being on a, a great young team where everybody's locked in. Everybody loves playing with one another. And um, everybody's on the same page, and that's the win game. So it's perfect. Brian Mahoney. Hey, Derek, it seems like during this winning streak, uh, you know, one game at the end, RJ makes the big plays, one one game that irks, today it's you. Uh, you know, how do you, you know, how does this happen with a team where you know, it seems like every game when it's close, it's a different guy who makes the step-up plays? Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't had this feeling in a long time, let alone be on the winning streak. So um, I'm grateful to be in this situation every night. Um, it could be someone different. Um, the biggest thing is you is setting the tempo every night with um, putting um, um, pressure on the rim, putting pressure on the defense, and we're trying to play around them. Everybody doing their job. I spend the spreading the floor. I think it's spots and they get it from Tibbs. They don't smile either. Reggie's not smiling. It's time for two more questions, Mike McCarroll. And Derek is having has a mask on. Why don't they smile? Derek, they should be enjoying this. Regulation. I mean, how much of that is experience knowing? How much time seven seconds actually is and knowing you can actually do something besides just kind of rush up a shot? Uh, I mean, the thought did come to my mind, but like you said, it had to do something with experience. Uh, I wanted to drive and act like I was um, scoring the ball. I think Lonzo was just, he thought I was going to shoot the layup and was and came in to like take the ball out, I, was, I would think, but... I don't know what he was thinking, but um, I just saw the right read. And I'm I don't know what he was thinking player, either. Right when I saw him come in a little bit. <laughs> I fired up the guys. Mark Berman? Yeah. Uh, yeah, one for Derek, one for Reggie. Uh, Derek, so w w what was the actual first option on this on, on inbounds to – what was the exact first option to do? And for Reggie, you know, with Alec going down, how much more responsibility do you feel that I – mean, you've done great this season, but, I mean, do you feel an extra – a sense to to step up with Alec uh, no longer uh, with the team right now. Well, the first action was with um the smack action. I mean, yeah, the first look was for the smack action for Julius going to the corner. They defended that pretty well. Then I threw it to Kev, and um, basically um, it was just okay. um, 
bring basketball. All right. Interesting. First action was to Julius on that. I'm I'm not surprised that the first option on that play was to go to Julius because he's playing, you know, at an all-NBA level. Um, but I'm happy they went to Reggie. I'm happy they went to Reggie. Um, okay, now long-awaited question. A couple more. Uh, let me get out of here. Zolo J forgot about having a, about a big three or signing disgruntled stars to make a super team to compete. We already have our own super team right here. I love that mentality, and I think if you look at how some of the quote-unquote super teams have fared, um, you know, over the years, um, I think with the exception of LeBron's teams, you know. They haven't always done well. Um, KG and the Celtics did well because it's KG, and he had that kind of maniacal presence um, to to and that like force of will. LeBron does well because he's LeBron and he's the exception to every rule. But I think we're still waiting to see how some of these other teams have done. And like the Warriors, yes, the Warriors were a super team, but the Warriors were an organic super team, and then Durant added to it. So. You know, I think it is very important for them to build this thing organically. And then you add the guy that puts you over the top as opposed to, because it's also not as much fun when when you do what Brooklyn did, um, to just bring in these big names and like try to, you know, and we'll see. We'll see what happens with Brooklyn next year, this year. It's going to be a test. Um, and, and some of these other teams, because this is not, you know, there's going to be more super teams to come. Um, and maybe we, we, you know, we, we put – part of one together here um sean kearns do you think at the end of his contract zion will be looking to leave the pelicans uh destination new york i think zion i thought it was very interesting um that on the the pod i did with um uh with uh mike bassick uh, about Luca maybe signing a three-year deal. I don't think Zion signing a three-year deal. Like I've kind of toyed around with the idea of him signing his qualifying offer. That would be kind of revolutionary, although I do think someone's going to do it eventually. Zion signing a three-year deal isn't that nuts, you know, which LeBron did, Wade did, Bosch did um, once upon a time, time and then they all joined up. I don't think uh, Zion signing a three-year deal is that, is that crazy. And would he might he come to New York? Yeah, sure, why not? Why wouldn't he consider New York as long as this thing keeps moving? King Julius, I love it. The Gentleman Dragon Engine, Randall, claims his court with kindness breathes fire and galvanizes. I love the alliteration right there. Shout out to Brian Benjamin. And I think after this, I'm all caught up. Tim, this team is a Kawhi away from Wooshish. Um, I, I, again, I kind of commented on this, I think, after the last one. Kawhi is not my first pick for who to for who to top off this team, so to speak. Kawhi Leonard's a top five player in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard's amazing. All the praise in the world to Kawhi Leonard. I still would rather have a traditional point guard myself. Um, a traditional point guard who could also who could get his shot off when he needs to get his shot off, and a guy that um, you know makes makes plays for others as much as he makes plays for himself. Because the other thing about Randall. Randall can play make for others. We've seen Randall play make for others. But as I said on the last post game, the great thing about Randall is he's a finisher at heart and he's always going to be a, a finisher at heart. Um, I saw someone mention Lowry earlier in the chat. Um, Flausted just wrote uh, Chris Paul's name down. I think, I think the Chris Paul conversation gets 
super interesting this offseason because here's the thing. It's not like you're waiting to see if he's going to opt out and then like deciding what do we offer the guy. Like his people, if he wants to come to New York, he'll be like, all right, I'll come, I'll, I'll opt out if you guys pay me. And then it's a matter of like, well, what does he want? What are they willing to pay? How many years do they have to go? And and someone else, you know, Stevens Giame uh, mentions Lillard and Steph. Like, yeah, those are yes. Also, shout out to my to my wife uh, from Sam L. Thank you for that. She's running around chasing well one child right now. Um, yeah, Stephen Stephen Dame are the dream, right? Stephen Dame and Dame are the dream. Um, I thought. You know, I think Zach Lowe was having an interesting conversation about the Blazers generally um, on his podcast. Maybe it was this week about um, about like, or maybe it was his guest. I forget. It all runs together. But it's like the Blazers have been together for a very long time. If they get wiped in the first round of the playoffs, does Dame is Dame open to moving? Steph's a free agent in a year. Again, crazy shit happens in the NBA. Chris Paul might be out there. Um, James Lee asks, who are the traditional point guards in the NBA right now? Chris Paul and, um, you want me to go through a quick list? Um, and then I'll, I'll finish up, uh, because I know, um, I gotta, I gotta get to a podcast as I'm seeing texts being exchanged, uh, between Andrew and, and Jeremy here. Um, so who are the traditional point guards left in the NBA? Um, I think James Harden qualifies. I know that may sound crazy, but like Chris James Harden can function off it. To me, a traditional point guard or the type of point guard that the Knicks need is a guy that could function off the ball and is dangerous off the ball, but can also seriously make plays for others um, and actually facilitate an offense for most of the game. Um, so James Harden, um, Trey Young, he can't play defense, but if, like, I think Trey Young counts as a traditional point guard because I do think his passing is special. I just don't love how much of the offense he commandeers. The question I have about Trey Young, not, I'm not, not saying I want Trey Young, but the question I have about Trey Young is if you put uh, Trey Young around more talented pieces than he has right now, is he willing to, you know, um, do away with some of these trash shots that he takes? game after game after game after game. That said, the Hawks are in fourth place, so what the fuck should I be, you know, speaking ill of, of Trey Young? Um, I mean, Lamella Ball is obviously going to be that. Um, I don't put Brogdon on that level as a playmaker. Um, Kyle Lowry qualifies. I'm just going down the standings. Mike Connolly qualifies, even though he's not, like, a, again, a traditional floor general, but I think Mike, Mike Connolly qualifies barely. Luca's, I mean, Luca's the, the alpha. Yes, of course, Luca. Um, LeBron always, but I don't, I don't think LeBron's going anywhere. Um, am I missing anybody? Dame, Ja, Ja Morant, like, yeah, Ja. Um, and do I want to put DR? I need to. Hmm. De'Aaron Fox and De'Aaron Fox and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, I'll say Shea Gilgis Alexander. I, I love Shea Gilgis Alexander's game. I know Shea Gilgis Alexander is not maybe the most traditional of point guards um, because you know it's it's he doesn't have that level of like vision or or, or whatever you want to say. But I mean, 
if I could get Shay, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd fucking take Shay in a heartbeat. I, I love Shay. Someone's mentioning Kemba. Yeah, what about Elf? Yeah, Elf just misses the cut. Um, I love Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is old and healthy and very expensive. Um, so I don't, I don't want to take on that contract. Um, did I miss any? I don't think I missed anybody. But you know, th- there's there's guys that come out in the. I mean, who knows? Maybe Jared Butler is this guy, or the next guy. Maybe Jared Butler has that. I mean, obviously, we think Jalen Suggs is going to be that. Um, I see a bunch of people mentioning Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder is not that. Dennis Schroeder is not a guy who is a versatile playmaker on the perimeter, also puts pressure on the rim, and also makes life easier for others in in a real playmaking sort of way. And I realize some of the guys that I mentioned, John Morant and, and De'Aaron Fox specifically, are not the best threats from the perimeter either. But I feel confident in projecting those guys out forward. I do think the shooting is going to come around from Iran. I do think the shooting is going to come around for for Fox. I know Schroeder's put up a decent number this year. He's at whatever he is, 33%, 34%. Schroeder's not a, a traditional point guard. He's not a floor general. He's not a guy that's going to lift the ceiling of your offense in the way that some of these other guys that I'm talking about, I think, are able to do. Okay. Um, I don't think I've missed anybody. Um, did I miss anybody in the super chat? I don't think so. Yeah. Red rich four for a hundred for Dennis Schroeder. I'll, I'll, I'll pass. Um, Oh, De- uh, Donovan Mitchell. See Donovan Mitchell is look, I love Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell is, is not, is a combo guard. He's they and, and credit to Utah. They've built their offense to enable Donovan Mitchell to be Donovan Mitchell. And it, and it works, it works for them. But like, when I think of traditional point guard, I don't think of Donovan Mitchell. Would I love Donovan Mitchell? Would we would we figure it out with Donovan Mitchell? Yes, we would figure it out. But I don't think we need a Donovan Mitchell necessarily because that guy's the dude that again ball in his hands every time. I think we have some guys here that that do well with the ball in their hands. Um, Tim Kawhi plus a point guard with the Knicks is Toronto on steroids. Yeah, but again, you need the point guard piece, right? You need the point guard piece, um, and that's and that's why I went through this list um, because. You know, they're out there, but they're not hard to get. And you max these guys and their teams don't let them go. Someone says Davion Mitchell. Again, I like Davion Mitchell, but, I, you know, Davion Mitchell to me is more of a combo. And if you're going to be more of a combo, like, it's tough to, to build an offense around a combo guard. Um, so, look, the Knicks have their the Knicks have their work cut out for them as, as wonderful as the season has been. They have their work cut out for them trying to figure out that piece moving forward. But here's the good news. Um, I feel confident. I feel confident that they're going to be able to get there. And I feel confident that they have the right pieces in place um, in terms of the front office to work with. And that's the most important thing. Um, last super chat, um, Br- uh, Brian Carter, Nerlens, his hands are made out of ball repellent. And well, it makes it near impossible to catch. <laughs> It makes him such a wonderful shot blocker. Perfect comment. You know, he's been hitting the baby jumper, though, last few games. He's hit some big baby jumpers. I think he's made, like, at least four free throws in a, in a row. Two huge ones last game. He made two big ones today. Um, huge free throws. Huge free throws for New Orleans Noel. Um, it's a great team, man. This is such a fun team. And and you know what, what's wonderful about this team, and, and this is the last thing I will say, is – with the exception of Alfred Payton, who falls into his own special category. Um, we, as a fan base, 
have developed a, a relationship with all of these guys. You know, we have a relationship, obviously, with Randall, with RJ, with Noel, with Reggie Bullock, with Alec Burks, with Derek Rose, with Todd Gibson, with Emmanuel Quickly. You know, maybe we get there at one point with Obi Toppin. We have one with Frank, you know, except if you hate him. Um, you know, and those are the teams you remember, and those are the special teams, and those are the teams that you're like, okay, we got something special here. Um, let's build around these guys. So I, I completely agree with the sentiment of let's add a piece to this core, but keep the core. I think that's incredibly valid, and I think, last thing, this front office and this coaching staff knows what it has. I think they know what they have with this group, and I think they appreciate what they have with this group, and I do think that they want to add on to this group. And if you look at Tibbs in Chicago, um, they added on to the initial group that he succeeded with. There were not a, a lot of, of big changes to the core pieces. They kept guys around year after year after year. Um, so I hope they do that here. I would love to continue to build with this team. Last Super Chat comment. Thank you, everybody, in the Super Chat. Seriously, James Lee you saying words with H in silence. Is that a New York thing? Yes. Yes, it is. I cannot say the word huge properly. I, I, it's U-G-E. That's I'll, I, I can I can fix certain aspects of my accent. I cannot fix that. Never will be able to do it. Um, okay. Uh, give a – oh, hit the uh, – you know, I really need to start saying this. Hit the thumbs up for your boys. Me and Andrew Claudio behind the scenes. Um, Andrew Claudio, this, this does not happen without Andrew Claudio. Shout out to Andrew Claudio, producer extraordinaire. Um, and shout, uh, hit, hit the thumbs up for, uh, chicken cutlets, hit the thumbs up for my youngest daughter screaming in the background. Um, she uh, had some poop run up her back earlier today. That was an unfortunate moment for the Macri family, but it happens. Um, shout out to Pedro Daniel Palma dos Santos. Thank you for your contribution to the super chat. Andrew Claudio, no, I'm not going to say Tyler Hero. Um, anything else? I think I'm done. All right. Uh, I'm going to go record a podcast, and um, uh, that's it. We'll see you uh, uh, after the game on Tuesday, and uh, giddy up, baby. Six in a row. Feels so, 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 so good. All right. Adios. Adios.